Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. When you show up for yourself and see yourself, honor yourself, know yourself first, everything that you give is a gift to everyone. You'll give people the gift of going second. But if you're not doing this, what you're going to find is your emotions are going to be thrown around like a rag doll because you're placing the power in other people's hands. You're essentially becoming a victim to other people's opinions and really their projections. Because if you're empty, you're just going to take in whatever it is that people project in, into you. It's That's what's going to fill you up. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, ladies, today we have a special guest who's given love, light, and blatchedness, okay? If you follow him on social media, you might just laugh a little bit. You might just cry a little bit as you read his deeply vulnerable posts about his life and also the amazing results that he and his clients achieve. Sid Scott is the creator of the Cure Coaching Framework, which is the process he uses to help women achieve their best breakthroughs. His company, Your Best Breakthrough, empowers women to break through physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Having spent eight years as a language analyst working in counterintelligence, Sid uses a tactical yet spiritual approach to guiding women through the work to have them boldly step into the woman who wants to create all the outcomes she desires. Sid has gone through physical, spiritual, emotional, and financial breakthroughs with the support of the incredible Black women in his life. And so he aims to pour into who has poured into him. 
Sid, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Hey, thank you so much. Excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Yes, we are really looking forward to this conversation. And so we are going to start off with our quote of the day, which Sid will sound really familiar to you because these are your words. You know, we we stalked your social media. You know, we were all up in there looking for the inspiration. Wow. And the quote of the day is change is harder when change is not inspired from a place of self-love. And I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Make sure you're hearing this. Change is harder when change is not inspired from a place of self-love. Sid, those are your words. Those are some amazing words. When you wrote this what was coming up for you yeah what was coming up for me is really i i think i'm working with clients all the time thinking about why is change easier for some clients than it is for others why are there changes in my life that have been easier for me to make versus other times and what i really have come to realize is when the change is motivated from a place of like i love you so much This is how I want to see you show up. This is how I wish for you to feel. This is the experience that I want you to have. And like, this is who you get to become so that that can happen. It's a totally different place versus I want to change because I'm judging myself, because I'm being hard on myself, because there's these things that I hate about myself that I don't like about myself. It's it's a totally different energy. And when you can look yourself in the mirror and love yourself so much and recognize that's why you're showing up a certain way today. It makes it so much easier versus like this, this negative approach of, you know what, I, I really, I just really don't like this about myself. And we just continue to to throw these stones and beat ourselves up and we just get worn down. So that's where that comes from for me. That is so powerful. I love that, that, that question of like, who do I get to become because of this change? That is so powerful. So say, let's just start from the beginning. What is your origin story and what was your journey to becoming a breakthrough coach for women? Because I'm sure like, it doesn't seem like this is a, a career path that many men are on these days, right? So like, what is, tell us your story. My story is, it's interesting because I'll tell you, I originally, when I became a coach, I originally wanted to become a coach for men. And I created this entire project, this entire system, framework, methodology, you name it. But it was called the Secure Man Project. And it was almost like a download that I had just received when I sat there and asked myself, okay, I'm a coach now. Who do I want to help? What do I want to do in the world? What difference do I want to make? I hadn't really received a lot of training at this point. I was just like, okay, you know, what am I going to do with this? And it just flowed. And I just created like the, I don't know, it's like a 20-page PDF, just building out. These are the different phases. And then phase five, this is when you become the secure man. And I went to, you know, I hired a business coach and I went to start marketing this program. And what I quickly realized is I had not become him yet. And that was really eye-opening for me because I'm like, here I am, this confident man who's achieved a lot of success in a lot of different areas. You know, but I was I was 23, 24 at the time. So I'm like, you know, I've got a lot of stuff figured out for myself, you know, and I can help men 
I've changed, I've transformed my life in a lot of ways. And what, what I realized inside of learning to market, putting myself out there, creating content, running ads, all this stuff, getting haters, getting trolls, getting no shows on my calls, all these different things. I was like, whoa, I am not as secure as I thought I was. I am actually very, very, very shakable. And so I didn't understand what had happened because I had, I had been so confident. I had, you know, at this point in my life, I had had a already very successful military career. I drove the car of my dreams. I had a very nice condo, vaulted ceilings, top floor. You know, I'm, as a kid, you know, I, I had success with women. You know, this is I'd come a long way. And so for me to be so shook, I was like, something's very wrong here. Something does, there's something that I'm not understanding about this person that I'm saying I am. There's a big disconnect. And so I, I set out to really figure that out. And what I came to realize is my confidence had been grounded in all of the things that I had done, all the things that I achieved, all these things that were outside of me. It wasn't based on anything inside of myself. And so that's the first part. So I had to go on a journey to really figure that out. And I was ended up coaching myself for over a year before I would even attempt to begin coaching anyone else again. Okay, so there's there's that. But how I actually got into the idea of coaching as a whole is there was this woman who had taken an interest in me and she's she's like an angel. She's one of my best friends, one of my greatest mentors, one of my best support systems. And one day she was like, you know, Sid, I'm going to this training. I think you would enjoy it. I'm like, well, what is it? And she's like, well, you know how we have these conversations where, you know, afterwards you, you have clarity, you feel lighter, you know what to do next. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, that's called coaching. I was like, you've been coaching me? And she was like, well, you know, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I trusted her at this point. So I, I whipped out my credit card and we, and off we went to this in-person, you know, life coaching certification. And when I was inside of that process, I was like, whoa, this is a feeling that I haven't felt inside of anything that I've done in my life before. And this is a feeling that I have been looking for. This feeling of like I belong, this feeling like I'm doing the thing that's meant for me, this feeling of joy, happiness, like there's no existence of time. I've been looking for this. And the, and the reason I was looking for this is because those external things that I achieved before did not fulfill me in the ways that I thought that they would. Okay. And in fact, I, I fell into depression and experienced a lot of chronic pain in my body. And then said woman who was there to kind of catch me inside of that later on would, would lead me to this thing called coaching, which is just so divine. And it's just really awesome. So that's how I got into coaching. And then when I eventually created a program, I was like, whoa, 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 need to go through more coaching myself. And then how I got to being a coach for women, I started creating content again. And my whole philosophy was I'm going to help people achieve a body transformation because that's something that I feel very confident in. That's something that I know will move the needle in a lot of ways in people's lives. Once you can control your habits, once you can get a sense of your body, you feel like, you know, that really impacts a lot of other areas of your life. And so 
that's what I set out to do. So I started creating content around that with this idea of you don't need another diet. You don't need another trainer. You need to figure out what's going on in your emotional body. You need to figure out why you eat when you're bored. You need to figure out why you can work out for four days and then stop working out for seven. You need to figure out like, why is it that you're not doing the thing that you say you want to do over and over and over again? And to my surprise, men were not responding to that content at all. But women were like crazy. And women were asking me like, yo, do you work with women? And I'm like, what, why is this happening? What, what's, I didn't, I didn't get it. And so I was, I was sitting there with my ex-wife at the time, really trying to figure this out. And she's like, why don't you just work with women? And that idea to me seems so ridiculous. And the first thing that came to my mind is like, who am I to just say I work with women? And she was like, well, who are you to not do that? And there's so many women that could benefit from like a black man showing up for them. And I was like, I mean, that's how you really feel. Let me figure out how, how to resolve that in my mind. So I looked over my journey. I looked for the evidence of like, okay, where, where's the evidence for, for me to do this? How could she say something like that? She must understand something that I don't understand and I want to understand it because I trust her. And so let's figure this out. And what I found looking at my evolution and how I got to this present moment of my ex-wife telling me to work with women and just say that I work with women, I was like, oh, okay. Every important, pivotal, life-changing moment involved a black woman showing up for me. And me figure and like me trying all this time to figure out who this is for, I'm like, oh, okay. I've gotten here because of them. That's who this is for. I connected those dots and I was like, wow. And then once I came out and I'm like, okay, I'm creating a transformation program that centers black women. I mean, it, it made sense. It worked. And now working with women through that process, what I, I, I came to learn a lot of different things. You know, I'm studying marketing at the same time. I'm, I'm you know, I'm studying social media, all of these things. I'm, I'm learning a lot. And what I came to find inside of that process is, yes, there's a lot of women that want to invest in themselves in that way. However, a lot of the women that I was having conversations with would rather figure out how to make more money first before they took care of their health. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And rather than try to fight that battle all day, every day, it's not blue in the face. I was like, well, how can I position this in a way where you understand that taking care of yourself is going to make you more money? And it's also going, you know, the, the weight loss or the healthy habits, if you're not trying to lose weight, but if you just want to feel healthier and more secure in your body, that's going to be a byproduct of taking care of yourself and looking at, again, why is it that you're not having the experience that you want to have? Why is it that you're not doing the things that you say you want to do? Why is it that you've been holding yourself back time and time again? And when you get to the bottom of that and you start to resolve those things, everything else just starts to fall in place. More money, more love, more everything that you've been wanting because 
you're meant to have those things. And you just get in the way of it sometimes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Lady, you know, this is a grown woman podcast. Okay. And chances are, if you're an avid listener, you know, we get a little blatchet over here. We get bougie, classy, and we get ratchet. So today's sponsor should not come as a surprise. Uber Lube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-friendly ingredients. It's just silicone with a little bit of vitamin E. The vitamin E leaves a velvety finish that actually moisturizes the skin. Lube is the key to maximizing pleasure, whether alone or with a partner. And if you're going to lubricate, you want to make sure it's done with the highest quality, body-safe ingredients, and nothing beats Uber Lube. Y'all, I done tested this out myself, and let me tell you, it's A1, okay? It's great for all kinds of play, vaginal, oral, or anal. There's no flavor or scent. It's latex compatible, so it's safe and effective to use with condoms. And Uber Lube even works underwater, making it great for fun in pools, hot tubs, bathtub, all that good stuff, okay? Right now, Uber Lube is offering Cultivating Her Space listeners a special offer, 10% off and free shipping when you use our code herspace at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use code herspace at u-b-e-r-l-u-b-e.com. You have given us a lot and I love it. I love it. So you are a coach for women and You got to this position that you're in now because of women, specifically black women. Let me just be clear. Black women. Yes, please. Let's, yes. Let's be clear. Let's let's put some respect on our name. Black women, okay? Yes. How has your relationship with black women evolved over time? Yeah. Yeah, so... I'll be honest. And and when you hear me say what I'm about to say, please just keep an open heart and an open mind and, and continue to listen to this episode, please. That's my ask. There was a point in time where I where I would proudly say that I do not date or mess with black women at all. And inside of that, I would also say that I am not black. Now, here's the thing. It wasn't okay for me to own my blackness in a lot of the spaces that I grew up in as a kid. I grew up in a predominantly white space. And so with that being said, I had learned almost out of survival, almost out of like trying to fit in and, and, you know, be accepted. I learned that like, okay, blackness is not quite welcome here. It, it, It makes people uncomfortable. It, it, it makes people look at me a certain way. And so, well, I have a choice here. My mom is white. My dad is black. I can just say I'm white. That's a choice. It made sense to me at the time. And I had people around me that were like, they look at my complexion and they're like, you're not really black anyways. You're not really black. And, you know, when I would be around, you know, certain some black people they'd be like why do you speak the way that you speak you're you're a nerd you're corny you know you're you're spoiled you're all of these things so i wasn't really accepted by black people when i was younger the ones that i would find myself around you know and i and i didn't quite fit with white people even though i would try my best they would they could still tell you know like 
you're not us, right? You're not us. And so I'm like, I, I went through this, essentially where I found myself is a place where I just didn't accept myself. I just didn't love myself because I didn't have anyone really validating my experience. All I had was people essentially invalidating my experience. You're not, you're not white, you know, so don't say that you are, which obviously, right. But when you're, when you're kids, when you're 11, 12, 13, like these are things, these are things that are kind of difficult to process. And then on the flip side of that, showing up, presenting the way that I do around some black people is like, well, you, you know, you, you, you light skin, you soft, you corny, you, you know, all these things, you you know, you've got all this privilege and all of this. So it's like, well, okay. You know, you come to really hate yourself after a while when, when no one can validate your experience and, and you just feel like you don't belong anywhere. And so that was the majority of my experience growing up, up until I went into the military where I was really seeking to belong to something, to be a part of something, to feel like I, to feel like I matter, to feel like I have a support system that accepts me as I am, but I, I brought all of this baggage and all of these old experiences with me, you know, and when, so, so fast forward, one of the women that I was serving with that I met who I'd be, I'd become really close to, we were just having a conversation one day and, you know, we got in the conversation of like my, my history with women and like dating and whatever. And I just kind of blatantly casually without thinking to her said, yeah, I don't really date black women when she asked me. And she and she literally like looked. She was driving. She looked over at me, and I, I thought she was about to stop the car. And she's like, "Excuse me, like like what?" But like in that moment, she called me out in such a way that I had never experienced. And she was like, "You know what do you mean?" She's like, "You're black. You know that, right?" And I'm like, "You know, uncomfortable because I don't really know how to answer that at that point in time." I'm like. Uh, I mean, sort of like maybe depending on the situation, like depending on if I'm playing basketball, I'm, I'm, I'm black. They see that when I, if I'm dancing, I'm, I'm black, you know, but you know, when I'm writing a paper, I'm white, you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I never knew how to answer the question. And she was like, nah, nigga, you black. You, you, you are one of us. I was like, really? And she was like, of course. She's like, when you get pulled over by the police, what are the, what are they going to think? What are they going to see when you open your mouth? How are people, you know, like you, you are black that through and through. There's no question in my mind. I see you in front of me. And I was like, huh. And what, what the gift that, that she gave me for the first time, I had never experienced this for the first time I was able to accept that confusion. I was able to accept all parts of me, I was able to explore why I was having these feelings, why I'd been having this experience without judgment. Because yes, she called me out, but she wasn't judging me. It was empathy of like, yo, I get that this has been your experience, but like there's something that you need to understand and you need to understand it now. And she was willing to explore that with me without judging me. And, and that was the first time that I felt safe to just be all of me, to own all parts of me. And, and whether it's whether there's parts of me that are kind of messed up, you know, that say some things that are kind of messed up. Right. Or, or whatever it was. I'd never experienced that anywhere before. And, and I'm so I'm so grateful. And, and she's one of my best friends to this day where I just truly felt safe. You know, I don't have to justify anything about myself. I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to like, no, this is who I am. And it's OK. And it's actually more than OK. It's accepted. It's loved. It's appreciated. 
because she cared about me and loved me and, and, and saw me as, as a man and as a friend before we had that conversation. And that didn't change when we had that conversation. But if anything, we became closer. And that wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for her being so confident and sure in herself and her blackness and who she was, you know, to, to have that conversation with me. And, and, and you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for that. So then once I became okay with that, that, that started to actually become reflected back to me. And this is something that's really important around how we might have certain wounds or certain blind spots in our identity that perpetuate patterns and things that we don't like. So I, you know, I had been leaving an experience up until that point where I'm like, black women don't mess with me. I don't mess with them. This is a mutual thing. But once I resolved that wound of like not being black enough and not being accepted, what I came to found after that, came to find after that, is there's a whole lot of black people that are waiting to accept me. And and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't aware of it. So once I owned it, once I had permission to own it, it's almost like it, it opened up this whole new world for me. And I, and I got to explore this side of myself. And I was in a new area. I wasn't in a predominantly white space anymore. I was on the East Coast. I was living in the DMV. So I started going out in the world and, and figuring things out. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And, and then it got to the point where one, one of the first gyms that I was at, I had a black woman approach me. And she like wanted to hang out and get my number and everything. I'm like, what's happening here? And so I would go on to have an experience with that black woman, and I never went back after that. And I never went back after that. You know what they say. Come on now. (laughs) Let me just say, I just want to thank you first for sharing because damn, damn, damn. Okay, like I can only imagine all the complexities that you weren't even able to dive into, you know, when you were sharing your story. But damn, just thank you for sharing that, you know, and I'm grateful that you were able to make it to this side of the experience and your transparency here and on social media is so sobering. And I would love to know what does it mean and how does it look to live from the inside out while healing and regulating emotionally? What does that even look like? I know that's content that you teach in your program. So can you talk more about that? Yeah. So what I really love inside of myself and just as a concept is like the gift of of going second. If you can give the gift of going second to people, like that's one of the greatest gifts that you can give them. And so if you feel comfortable doing that, then by all means do it. And what I've learned about myself is is I'm I'm pretty confident. I might as well be the one to go there first because I know that I'm not alone in any of the things that I'm going through. But if I have the confidence and safety inside of myself to go there first, I know that's going to open the door for someone else to be able to have that experience. Right. Just like when I had Camilla say what she said to me in terms of like, like, no, you're black. I see you. I get you. I hear you. But no, you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. Here's what you need to understand. It's like, okay, I get it. Right. So me being able to share how I navigate that process with, you know, publicly allows other people to see themselves. And now they get to go through that. So it's the gift of giving second. That's how I see it. And I, I'm just, I, why be selfish inside of that? You know, like, like why? There's a lot of us are hurting and we're all in this together. So, so why hold back inside of that process? Now, the other, the other thing inside of this is in, in living from the inside out is just understanding that like, 
living from the outside in is a quick way to feel empty. It's a quick way to get off track. It's a quick way to end up broke, miserable, lonely, et cetera. If you're living from the outside in where at, where what I mean is, you know, your sense of validation, you know, your sense of worthiness, everything is, is predicated on like what's happening outside of you and what people are saying or what they're not saying or whatever. You have to flip it, right? You have to be the one to validate yourself first. You have to be the one to approve of yourself first. You have to be the one to see yourself first. And when you show up from that place, everything that you're sharing is just, it's, it's overflow. It's, it's, it's a gift, truly. And, and because of that, it doesn't matter how anyone receives it. It doesn't matter what anyone has to say about it. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks about it. It's, you're, you're pouring from a full cup, right? So no one, no one can take anything from you in that place. But what happens with a lot of people who try to be vulnerable or put themselves out there is they're not seeing themselves first. They're not, they're not really working on themselves truly. They're being vulnerable for the sake of trying to get something because they're empty because their cup is empty. And then when they don't get it or they get something else, it just further sends them down that cycle. But on the flip side, if they do happen to get a response and it's like, oh, okay, I matter. Right. When I mean, that's just a totally wrong way to go about it. And you'll see this, you see this all the time. So this is, this is what it really means to me is when you show up for yourself and see yourself, honor yourself, know yourself first, Everything that you give is a gift to everyone. You'll give people the gift of going second. But if you're not doing this, what you're going to find is your emotions are going to be thrown around like a rag doll because you're placing the power in other people's hands. You're essentially becoming a victim to other people's opinions and really their projections. Because if you're empty, you're just going to take in whatever it is that people project into you. It's That's what's going to fill you up. Oh, I love that. I love what you said about pouring from when you're pouring from an empty cup, what that looks like, how that really shows up, how that really impacts you. And I love this idea of putting yourself, truly putting yourself first. And I know that as black women, we have been socialized to do the exact opposite, right? As black women, we have been socialized to put the needs of everyone else ahead of our own, right? And what I notice a lot of times is that that is the thing that that holds us back, right? But the reality is that when we are taken care of, when our cup is full or overflowing, we do so much more for all of those around us just by the nature of who we are. And so, Sid, in your work with Black women, what has been the biggest mindset block that's holding us back? It's hard for me to pinpoint, like, what's the biggest, like, what's the one? What I will say is there's... There's a couple, there's a few that I see and and they kind of come like holding hands. They all show up to the party together. (laughs) And the the first one is, is like this, this fear, this fear of judgment. What, what are, what are other people going to think? And of course there's going to be a fear of judgment in what other people are going to think because you're always taking care of other people. You're always taking care of, of their feelings, their needs, et cetera. So 
you are not free to just do you and be you. You're going to be afraid of what they think. And then the, the second one is like this, this lack of approval, lack of support, or a fear of disapproval, like the other side of that coin. And what, what I find there is, is almost like a fixation on lack, on like what's not there. And that's easy to become fixated on when you're not seeing yourself and you're not taking care of yourself. Because when you put yourself on the back burner, you can almost expect that everyone is going to put you on the back burner. I mean, you get what you give in that way. A lot of people think, well, I'm giving, 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 but you're not giving, 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 giving. You're trading. You're trading. If you're giving with the expectation that someone's going to give something back to you, that's not giving, that's trading. And so a lot of black women will find themselves at a deficit, always trying to show up and take care of everyone else. Okay. And then that, that this, which brings me to the last one, which is like, like you've mentioned, is this, this lack of self-care. This is the biggest, you know, the, these are the biggest things that I've found with the women that I've worked with that are holding them back. It's this idea of, I have to put myself last. I have to put my wants on the back burner. I have to put my desires on the back burner. I have to put like my basic needs on the back burner. I have to be strong. It's not safe for me to emote anywhere because I have to be strong and take care of everyone and everything, you know? And, and if I do, like, what are they going to think? Are they going to see me as weak? Are they going to see me as messy? Right. And then, um, you know, and so these these are the things that I've, I've seen time and time again, especially when I first started with the fitness program. You know, why is it that you always have to resort to like the most unhealthy food option? You know, is it due to a lack of time? Is it due to a lack of, you know, energy? Like what's, what's happening and what I, what I would see over and over and over again is like, oh, you know, I got to take care of my husband and the kids first thing in the morning. So I don't have time. Well, you know, I got to take care of all of these things before I go to work. I, you know, I don't have time. Well, when I get off work, so-and-so needs this, so-and-so needs that. They need this, they need this. They're expecting that they're waiting on this. Right. Same, and the same thing with business owners, right? Like, you all, I got to make money. I got to make money. I got to take care of this and that. You know, I don't have time to take care of me. And I loved, I loved this like switch, this, this understanding when I would be able to convince them, like, let's just take 15 minutes. And I, and I have a, I have a routine that every single client had to go through that was just took 15 minutes. And very quickly within a matter of Days, they would begin to see the power of like, no, once I'm good, everyone around me is good, if not better. But that's a difficult place to get to when you've been in survival mode, when you've been focused and fixated on how there's a lack of time, how there's a lack of support. And if I don't show up this way, my needs aren't going to get met and no one else's needs are going to get met. But it's, it's, it's really a faulty way of thinking, and, and it's, it's a maladaptive response to you know, getting your needs met and taking care of people. And once you've got the space created, you've got someone like me who's in your corner really getting your mind right around like, no, like you deserve this. This is necessary. Take this 15 minutes. Here's why you're going to take these 15 minutes and really breaking it down to like a sweet science that anyone can understand and do and accomplish. It's like, okay. Then you can create that domino effect. That is super helpful. So powerful. 
I want to know, Sid, for the woman that is listening and she's like, I resonate with all this. Like, this is me. Sid, I need to work with you. And the other women that are listening, what are like three mindset shifts or three tips that that woman can take today that can assist with, you know, what you talked about around the fear of judgment, the lack of approval, things of that nature. What are those those tips or, or strategies that they can take? So the first tip or strategy that I could give is this idea that we talked about earlier of living from the inside out. So look at your life, look at how you show up and really think about, okay, how can I live from the inside out? How can I cultivate something inside of myself before I show up in the world? What does that look like? If I felt worthy today, how would I show up? If I felt nourished today, how would I show up? If I felt like I'm the priority today, how would I show up? What would I do? Right. So that's the first thing. Living from the inside out will change the game. The second thing is this fear of judgment is, is, is first of all, first of all, first of all, just understand whatever you're afraid of when you are on this journey of taking care of yourself, you are on this journey of getting everything that you want. Understand that we only have two fears as humans, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. So if you're experiencing fear in any other way, just understand that you are not living in reality anymore. You're living in some sort of distortion. And if you're experiencing fear, it's just because you don't understand something. Maybe you had a certain lived experience that gave you an understanding, that gave you evidence, but the evidence is faulty. Okay? It's not real. So the second tip that I have is understanding that if you have a fear of judgment or a fear of anything else, understand that it's not real and look for the understanding. What do I not understand in this moment about this fear? Right? Because there's, there's something there, and once you understand it, the fear will dissolve. And so the, the easiest way to think about this is look for the upside, whatever it is that you're afraid of, look for the upside inside of it, right? So whatever you're afraid of in terms of like, well, what is so-and-so going to think if I tell, if I have to say no instead of boundary, I'm afraid of that, right? Or, or what's going to happen to my bottom line if I give myself an extra two hours a day to, to meditate, to drink, you know, to drink water, to journal, to to go hire a trainer, like what, what, what's going to happen with my finances. They're like all those fears. just look for the upside because anything that you've been afraid of that you ended up doing at some point is because you became aware of the upside and the upside Mm -hmm. outweighed the perceived negatives. So then you were able to move forward. You can get yourself to that place very quickly. If you just sit down for five, 10 minutes and really look at the fear. And then the last thing that I would say is, Get some sort of support system in your environment. Now, it it could be therapy. It could be coaching. It could be podcasts. It could be books. It could be going somewhere where you see a a community of people who are having an experience that you want to have and just going there, right? If you want to be healthier, find a community of people that are working towards being healthier and do that. If you want to make more money, find a community of people that are making money and go spend time with them. Allow yourself to be supported, but actually insert yourself into those spaces to be supported. And that's going to create a new experience for you. Disconfirming experiences around, can I actually be supported? Put yourself out there to experience it and you'll find out. One of the, one of the things that I love saying is if you want to experience support, whether it be from God or anything else, put yourself in position to receive it. Put yourself in position to actually experience it. So many people, going back to number two, We'll let the fear stop them from putting themselves in the position and they won't experience it. But deal with the fear, put yourself in the position and, and you'll, you'll start to have a new experience very quickly. So those are like three tips. I feel like I could really do this all day. 
Like I have so much. We know you could. We know you could. And since we know you could, and we know that the ladies who are listening have heard this and have heard your other responses so far. And they're like, sign me up. Let me sign me up right now. So Sid, can you tell us more specifically about your work and how you help women achieve their goals? Yeah. Okay, cool. So what I've created is the Cure Coaching Framework. And through studying, through my own lived experiences, through my own mentors that I've worked with, I spent over 100000 on my own personal healing and development in the last three years. I created a framework called Cure. The first part is C, which is the connection between mind and body. The reason that this is first is because a lot of Black women in particular, this is what we're focusing on, have an extreme disconnection between their mind and their body. This happens as a result of putting themselves on the back burner. This happens as a result of not getting their needs met. This happens as a result of not having support. There's an extreme disconnect between the mind and body. And what we have to understand inside of our nervous systems is 80% of the communication that goes on inside of our bodies is from the body to the brain. So when we understand that, then we understand like, wow, if I'm going to create any type of experience, if I'm going to make any sort of change, I have to get my body on board. And if I'm not able to change, if I'm stuck, if I'm stagnant, if I'm triggered all the time, that's coming from the body. There's information in my body that I'm not accessing. There's information in my body that I understand. So we have to restore the connection between the mind and the body. That's so, so, so important. We have to get our body on board. Okay. Now, with that being said, once you understand that, once you understand how important the body is and all the things that your body has been trying to communicate to you, you look at understanding. This is the you and the cure. Understanding our core emotions and needs. It's really difficult to intellectually think about what are my needs if you're disconnected from your body, right? So you have to understand that. You also have to understand that if all the communication is going from the body to the brain, well, everything that we do or don't do is so we can feel something or avoid feeling something. Okay. So if we understand what are the things that we've been avoiding feeling once we restore connection in our mind and body, we can understand literally so much why we've been stuck, why we haven't been able to stick to the diet, why we've been afraid to launch the program, why, why we've been you know, afraid to leave the relationship. We can, we can get all of it, right? So we, so we figure that out. Understand that. Now, here's the thing. If you've been disconnected from your mind and your body, If you don't understand your core needs and what you're trying to get met, what's going to happen is you're going to have maladaptive ways of getting those core needs met that are literally ruining your life, that are causing disease. So once we have some sort of understanding, we go to R, which is resolving the emotions and past experiences that informed how we've been getting our needs met. Okay, so that's a process that we go through. And then the last part of the framework is elevating your emotional state. Okay, because when you feel better, you do better. That's just how it works. And a lot of people will think I can't feel better until I'll feel better when. And that's just wrong. So what are the what are the ways that are specific to you that we can rely on to consistently elevate your emotional state? And and when you do that, 
you're more likely to create and experience the things that you want to experience, whether it is more health, whether it is more money, whatever it is that you want. Okay. So that's the framework. That's, that's how we go about this. We, we, we get inside of the body. We look at where, where are the wounds? Where are the limiting beliefs? Where, where's the faulty thinking? Where are the patterns? What informed them? And we can't understand them if we're, if we're not inside of our bodies. Then we, we, we tailor something specific, like what are the consistent congruent actions that are aligned with the new beliefs that you need to have, with the new lifestyle that you're trying to create, the, the actions that are actually going to begin the undoing and the unlearning of who you've been, right? And also creating a system where you do take care of yourself, you show for yourself, you do elevate your emotional state first, take care of you before you do anything else. And, you know, this is how we change lives. That is incredible. You are doing that deep, deep work. This is awesome. Super incredible. Well, I think it's about time for us to, I don't know. I think it's about time for us to shift up the energy. What you thinking, Dom? I'm with it. I'm I'm with it. So it's time for us to shift up the energy of this conversation. I think you'll enjoy this. So because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie, classy and ratchet we believe that you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music so we want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment so do you take on the challenge yeah absolutely all right that's what we like to hear yeah okay so now that you've agreed we're going to tell you what to expect so first we're going to ask you three questions we are going to share three sentence completions and then we are going to ask you to choose a number between one and three and we have some pictures from your social media pulled up and we'll show you <laughs> your facial expression. We'll show you one of those photos and we want you to provide more context for the photo that we share. All right. OK, let's go. <laughs> let's ride. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Dom, you want to take it off? Yes. Yeah, so, Sid, what is the best piece of wisdom or advice that you've ever received? What's coming through for me now is when I initially went on this journey of figuring out why am I here, I, I came across a book that had an exercise in it that was centered around figure out your values. Because if you don't live in alignment with your values, your life's going to be all messed up. And what one of the first values that I discovered inside of myself is always consider how you want to be remembered and think about how you don't want to be remembered. What do you want people to be saying in their room when you're not there anymore? And so that's something that I consider every single day. It's something I consider in every single interaction. It's, it's, it's automatic. And I would say the greatest piece of advice that's coming through for me right now is to live a value aligned life. Figure out what those values are for you. I love it. All right. Well, we're definitely going to shift up the energy after that powerful answer. And said I have four words for you. Okay. Twerk or two-step. The context, you set the context for what that means, but twerk or two-step. Two-step. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> two-step. Okay. I like how you thought about that like, for a second. Hmm. <laughs> Am I twerking? <laughs> Are you twerking? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so then, what is the sexiest item you own? Ooh. 
<laughs> okay. The sexiest item I own. Yes. Yes. Okay. We are we on a level here on this podcast. We all grown. We yes. grown. Okay. So the sexiest mm-hmm. item I own. Y'all know that rose situation. I've seen the ads. <laughs> okay. So get one. First of all. That's where my mind goes when you say the sexiest thing I own. I won't get into why, but that's what comes to mind. If you hey, know, you know. If you know, you, if know, you know, exactly. you know. There we go. Yeah. There you go. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, we're going to move on to the sentence completion. So the first sentence completion for you is one question or topic I wish people asked me about more often is... I wish people asked me more often around, like, what is mindset? Like, what does mindset even mean? And the reason that is, is because there's just been an overemphasis placed on the brain and on the mind. And I understand why that is. We really need to have that conversation, though, because so many of us are disempowered because of it. this idea that our mind and our body are separate. Right. This idea that mind over matter is an effective way of living life it's not and i wish we talked about that more i wish we talked you know i wish people asked me more about what what is really mindset you know at the end of the day Hmm. well said i think we're gonna have to have you back for another episode where we do a deep dive into mindset but for right here, right now, in this moment, what is the one thing you want us to know about mindset? The one thing that I want you to know about mindset is mindset is actually your body, your nervous system, and your emotions. Mm. It's so much more than what you're thinking. It's a lot to do with what yep. you're feeling. Very powerful. People that. do not talk about that often. So that's really helpful to, to share. So yes, we'll have to have that deeper conversation. But the last sentence completion here, Sid, is what I love most about myself is... What I love most about myself is that I'm still here. I love that I'm here. And I, and, and, and I love the way that I'm here. You know, I, I've really been through some things. I've, I really have, especially the last two years. When I look at experiencing PTSD, depression, insomnia, anxiety, failed marriage, getting out of the military, you know, and, and now I'm here kicking it with y'all, two, two dope black women. I get to pour into women, you know, for a living. There's There's so much abundance around me that... I just get to have these conversations and my needs are met in, in, in excess. Like, I'm just like, man. And, and, and I love that I'm here the way that, that I am because that's a result of who I'm being. And who I'm being is a result of the incredible people that have come into my life and the ways that I've been supported. And, and I just I just love that I'm here. You know? That is so beautiful. And that's a whole bar. Like, I love that I'm here, but I love the way that I'm here. Like, yes. Okay. I love that for you. Okay. We love that for you. (laughs) All right. Yes. Okay. So now we have some pictures pulled up of you. We have three, Uh, but we want you to choose a number one, two, or three. 
and then we'll show you the picture. There are going to be some folks that are tuning into the video. Some will only be catching the audio. So once we show the picture, describe the photo for those that don't see the picture and then give us some context that we wouldn't know just by looking at the photo. So it is time for you to choose your number. Okay. The number is three. Yes. I'm, I have three pulled up. I'm so happy you chose this. Okay. Here we go. Look at the picture. Describe the picture and give us more context, please. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So this picture, okay. So first of all, it's a holiday party, and I am really in a season of embracing extraness here. Okay. <laughs> now I lived in. It was just. My best friend and I, another really dope black woman, she had a five bedroom house and I, I rented out a room. So I was just figuring some stuff out and, and we, we were really great friends and her dad met me and we hung out, we became friends or whatever. And he was like, you so extra, I'm gonna just call you Mr. Extra. And I was like, you right, I am. And I really like that. And you know what? When I put this suit on, I'm, I look the fuck good in this suit. And she was like, let's take some pictures. I'm like, let's take some pictures. Okay. And so here we are. Oh, you know, I'm getting ready to go to the holiday party. I'm, I'm sipping. This is, this is Virginia Black. And if you don't know Virginia Black, I'm, I'm a Drake stan. I, I've said one of my biggest life goals is to actually work with Drake. And it's going to happen. I, I don't know how or when, but like, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. And... I've already worked with one, you know, very big Grammy-nominated artist, so why not? I'm going to work with Drake. It's going to happen. So I'm sipping that because I'm a huge Drake fan, and that's all I was drinking at the time, okay? And, and I've got this. Okay, I got to tell you what the picture is. So, y'all, I'm sitting next to a fireplace with a glass in my hand, a very immaculately tailored dark red suit and a Santa hat. Okay, I've got my feet up on the couch. I've got my ankles out because, you know, that's the fashion, right? That's the fashion. And there's just a look of, you and I both know I look good. And that's what we're celebrating right now. Okay, so take the picture. That's what's happening. Come through. Come through confidence. I love, I love it. That. I yes. love it. Come through confidence. Yes. You did it. This is amazing. Thank you so much, Sid. This was so awesome. This was so insightful, so fun, inspiring. I cannot wait to listen back to the episode once it airs, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And, and could I add one more thing about that picture? Yes. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to add one more thing about that picture. Y'all got to understand, I was incredibly overweight and self-conscious and so much up until I was like 19-ish. And there's not a lot of pictures of me. And so there's also that that moment and then moving forward when I actually have my a legitimate photo shoot or like moments of reclamation of like taking my power and like really owning myself and embracing myself. And so to, to some people, when you do post pictures and you do flaunt and you do stunt and everything, they're going to have their opinions and this and that and the other. But let them because it's 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 for you and savor it and enjoy it and, and look at you and, and clap for yourself and snap for yourself and, and love on yourself and take all the pictures. Take them all. Look at them. Love yeah. them. Post them or don't. Whatever. But like, that's what I got to say. On that. And this has been so much I, fun. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank You're so you. welcome. I just want oh. to say really quick, say I appreciate you sharing that, too, because people don't know your story. Right. 
And I think that a lot of times when we post those pictures, I know for me, when I used to be very insecure and, 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 you know, I wasn't very confident in who I am, I would be offended or I would judge a person if they had that confidence. But now that I'm in this phase of my life, I appreciate, I'm like, yes, you better talk about how good you look because we're supposed to feel that way about ourselves. And when we don't, it can be triggering to see someone do that. Right. So I appreciate you giving us the full story because that's, that's important for us to know. So we appreciate you, ma'am. And so, and we've said this so many times in this episode because it's true. We know that so many of our ladies are going to want to work with you. Mm-hmm. So where can they find you? Where can they sign up to work with you? Yeah. So a couple places. One, you can go to breakthroughwithsid.com. That's S-I-D. And from there, you can just learn a little bit more. And the other place that I would love for all of the women who resonated with anything that I'm talking about here is to follow me on Instagram. In the link in my bio, you can join my free Facebook community for one where I have all sorts of free trainings and content. And then the second thing is I have a masterclass that you know over 100 women have gone through. And that masterclass has a guarantee on it that I no one has come back for. I said, listen, if you feel like this hour of your time is wasted, let me know how much you make an hour and I'll, and I'll pay you for it. But I really want you to go through this program, this, 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 this class, this masterclass that's all about breaking up with imposter syndrome, which is really breaking up with an idea of like, what are they going to think? What if they find out? So I would love for anyone listening to this to, to go to at I am Sid Scott, hit the link in my bio, go through that masterclass. Let me know how it is for you. Join the Facebook group, tap in. I want to support you. I want to bring you around people who are ready to support you. And that's all I got to show. You got it. There you go, lady. Go take action. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note, that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at cultivatingherspace.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. What's meant for me will never miss me. I don't have to chase.